When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Touch of your hand makes my pulse react. That it's only the thrill of boy meeting girl opposites attract. It's physical. Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday, as you can hear. The new theme is all about paying tribute uh, to an icon that passed away yesterday at 83, Tina Turner. Thanks to my man Patrick, who usually plays uh, songs for us on a new theme Thursday. They're supposed to give us clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And today it's all about uh, paying tribute to an icon, a diva, one of the queens of uh, rock and roll, and that is Tina Turner. All right, uh, we'll get to uh, some comments. conversation about the NIL rule, the NIL law, I should tell you. There's an NIL rule, but the NIL law trumps the rule. So we'll get to a discussion about the Texas legislators and lawmakers who are proposing a new NIL law. Uh, also, let's not forget, Patrick's birthday is today. That's right. That's right. We're That's celebrating right. Patrick's B-Day today. Uh, he's actually turning 39 years old. Woo, Big I'm time, a, player. 39. Which was 39 birthday? Was it a good birthday for you, 39, Arch? I think 39 uh, uh, was uh, good for me. Uh, 39 uh, was pretty good for me. It was great because I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. If, everybody, if you don't remember your birthday and nothing bad happened, everybody yeah. was safe, it was a great damn birthday. Yeah. I totally agree with you That's on right. that. Yeah, 39 was good for me because I think I accepted that, hey, I'm there. Mm-hmm. The big four always here. You know what I mean? It's there, man. There's no need to be anxious changes, about it. bro. No need to be upset about it or anxious. It's there. And you know what? I'm fine with it. There it is. I'm fine with it. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. You better get fine with it. It's coming. Because it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Yeah. You don't want the alternative. Come yeah. on, bring it. Yeah, that is true. You Amen to that, saying? brother. So be we are, there. We are happy for my man Patrick. Happy birthday, Tim. You can wish him a happy birthday as well on the Spec Sex line, 512-337-3776. You also can do it via the Twitterverse. It's Patrick Davis for Patrick. Uh, Hardball Harge is at Hardball Harge. Any Twitterverse, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen. Um, hopefully, um, well, I guess if you are a Miami Heat or a Boston Celtics fan, you're hoping that your team is celebrating tonight too like Patrick's going to be celebrating regardless because it's his B-Day but right now uh, I believe the Vegas odds favor the Boston Celtics I guess Vegas thinks that Boston's going to go out here today with more uh, desperate the desperation factor I should say Um, that's going to help them win game five here's a uh, this is a great stat I found this I mentioned this earlier uh, because obviously at one point this series was 3-0 and the Miami Heat were up 
3-0 on the Boston Celtics. Now it's a 3-1 series, and we're previewing Game 5. But of the 150 teams prior to this postseason, the 150 teams uh, are actually prior to this Eastern Conference series. I think the Lakers are counted in this, too. Of the 150 teams that were down 3-0, 126 of them, that's 84%, gentlemen, had a worse record than their opponents, meaning the team uh, that is, you know, usually the team that is down 3-0 is a, you know, they're, they're a team that is subpar. All right, they're a team that during the regular season had a worse record than the team that is leading the series at the time uh, when they're up 3-0. The 13 games that the Celtics won, that is the difference between their record and the Miami Heat record, that is the largest differential for the uh, 126 teams, or 150 teams, I should say, that there have been who have been down 3-0. So no team (laughs) that has been down 3-0 has won more games than than their opponent in uh, the playoffs when they're down 3-0 than the Celtics. Biggest differential we've ever seen in the playoffs. So, yes, it is unprecedented. Also, it is the biggest, uh, sorry, the third largest difference in win percentage for the team down 3-0 and the team that is up 3-0 based on their regular season winning percentage. So, yeah, we haven't seen a team that is as, that at least, that is uh, one that as good as the Celtics were in the regular season be down 3-0. Yeah. And that's those are great numbers. They finna lose tonight. Okay, it is over oh. for Boston. Done deal. I love the way that they went out there and they played hard and they gave us one more fight. That's what I wanted LeBron and them to do. I wanted one more night to watch them fight. <laughs> but you know what? It was over. Now I'm sitting here looking at how this Boston team all of a sudden how are they gonna turn it on? Nope, you gave the numbers. Don't happen where you come back from three down to try to come in there and make a run for it. They had a great game by Robert Williams. Grant Williams is thick, and he's out there. He's making it tough. Derek White. Derek White went out there and played well. But the thing that I keep looking at, and Marcus Smart, I'll give him a little bit of love, but the thing that I keep looking at is when it comes down to that pressure moment, they still, Jason Tatum is still trying to be that guy. Finally, because remember the shots in the fourth quarter, he wasn't even taking them. That's true. But now he's trying to do a little bit too much. So I want to see what happens if Jimmy tries to take it away from him late in the game. Is he going to be willing to kick it off to a Jalen Brown? Is he going to be willing to make that pass to a Marcus Smart? So we'll see how that plays out. But I think it's over. I think it's over. Jason Tatum, games one and two, he combined for 11 points in the fourth quarter on uh, 0 of 3 shooting with five turnovers. Actually, Mm -hmm. in games one and two, he had more turnovers than shot attempts in the fourth quarter. That changed in game four, 11 total points in the fourth quarter. So he actually tied his total combined for games one and two in the fourth quarter. And he was five of seven with zero turnovers. So in money time, Jason Tatum was money, uh, but he's got to be more aggressive and he's got to put the team on his back in that clutch time down uh, this late stretch of the game in the fourth quarter. If he doesn't do that, they got no shot to win. Game four, 34 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, uh, two blocks. That's the Jason Tatum they need to show up. If he doesn't show up, they got no chance. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and that was the one that I kept saying. If your idol is Kobe and you talk about uh, Michael Jordan, 
Your mentality has to be like those guys. Mamba was not gonna let you not. I wouldn't shoot. Not gonna shoot four shots. Mm. I might shoot four shots in thirty seconds. Yeah, he might. He might go yeah, out if there. I miss him all, yeah, I'm, I'm still like shooting yeah. my shot, and that was huge part of what his success was the other night. But again, let's see exactly how they're wanting to do it. We talked about how the Celtics were sitting there and Jimmy Butler going home, going up to Boston and wanting to beat him in Boston. You Let me go ahead and, and silence that crowd. You know he do. He's going to try to go for 60 tonight. I'm looking at it. I wanted LeBron to go for it the other night. I think Jimmy tries to go for it tonight. I think he tries to put this team on the back so they can relax and have some time off before they have to go and play in Denver. First two rounds, Jimmy Butler's ISO um, isolation instances, isolation plays were at 8.3 per game uh, in rounds one through two. Now it's isolation uh, plays per game. He's at 18.3 now versus Boston. He's had uh, double the amount of isolation attempts that Brown and Tatum combined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he and, my, and he's actually been really good uh, in those isolation attempts, averaging 1.06 points per ISO attempt versus uh, Boston. But in the first two rounds, it was 1.16. But in game four, isolation attempts, um, isolation possessions, I should say, by Jimmy Butler, only average .76 points mm. per ISO possession. So th- the game four was kind of the key. He was not as effective in isolation in game four. And the other huge factor and data point is three-point shooting, gentlemen. Three-point shooting in mm-hmm. this uh, in this series has been unbelievably uh, erratic and unpredictable because the Miami Heat, who shot 27%, from three-point range in the regular season and without their best three-point shooter, Tyler Hero, um, in this series, they've had some of the best three-point shooting in playoff history. I'll give you a stat. So um, prior to this Eastern Conference series between Miami and Boston, only 13 teams, 13 ever, had been able to convert over 50% of their three-point shots in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's at least 20 attempts. So only 13 teams had ever hit over 50% of their three-pointers in the in the Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat have done it twice in this series. They did it in games one and three. They're, they were shooting prior to game four 48%, 47.8 exact, 48, 7.8% from three-point range, which is on highly unsustainable. And then they dropped off a cliff in game four. They were only eight of 32. And then the script flipped because Boston, who had been terrible from three-point range, shooting 29% from three-point range in the first three games, they went 40% from three-point range, 18 of 45 in game four. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious, gentlemen, you can follow the three-point percentage and efficiency. Whoever is hot from three-point range in this game that's probably who's going to win this game based on the recent uh, games and matchups in this series. And the fact, too, you start looking at it, There's this is an eight-point line if you look at those types of things. This is an eight-point line, eight-and-a-half-point line. How is Boston favored, even with some of the things that you just brought up, even the way that they've been playing, how are they favored by that much? Desperation. I think because everybody assumes that Miami's going to – I mean, sorry, that Boston's going to be more desperate than Miami. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we still see people – there's a lot of people that basically are looking at the series and going, how is Boston even down 3-0? Down 3 They're yep. 
remarkably more talented. Rod just gave the numbers. I mean, they are <laughs> remarkably more talented than this Miami team of if you were a scout and you were going and you were drafting this team. Right. I mean, Jimmy Butler's the second player taken, and then we drop to like Bam Adebayo's probably the fourth or fifth player taken, and then the next, then it's like seven more Celtics. Agreed. Yeah. And so just, it's, there's just not the, the level of what you would expect to have the talent there. So when people are booking it, they're like, oh, well, it has to be. Celtics have to be able to turn this around, but you're not taking into account that I don't think the coaching the coaching is pretty swayed one side, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's it just seems that the the heart is not there in this Celtics team. It doesn't seem like they have an on the court leader as much as Tatum wants to be Kobe. Yep. He's not that guy. No, nope. and you can tell because he is not going up to Jalen Brown. And being like, dude, if you ever come down that court again and run to the other side of it that I'm standing on and don't look at me, I'm yeah. going to punch you in the face. That's what like, Kobe I'm going to re-break your face. That is what yeah. Kobe would do. That's what Black Mamba You are not do. allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll tell you, they'll, you'll be benched, they'll cut you, you're out. You're done. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that anymore. Jimmy would do it too. Oh, and Jimmy yeah. Dude, well, yeah. well, no, no, one, no one's even going to try with yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better not try with Jimmy. Uh, but I agree with you on that because Boston, like I said, I just gave the number that, you know, the Celtics in the regular season, they won 13 more games than the Miami Heat. That is a large differential for any team uh, that is in a three, been in a 3-0 series in the playoffs. Uh, so they are, they've proven to be, at least in the regular season, a much better team than the Miami Heat. But this is a different Miami Heat team than anybody saw in the regular season. And by the way, Boston's had double-digit leads in three of these games. Mm-hmm. They've had double-digit leads in three of the four games. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about. Like, so they actually have had chances to have command of the game. They can't stop Jimmy when Jimmy gets in the zone. And when playoff Jimmy becomes Hemi, yeah. it, they, they, they have no answer for him. That's why I believe he's going to be Hemi tonight. and gonna go, He's going to try to go for a 60-piece. going to go for a 60-piece. He wants to leave no doubt. Is he going to be singing uh, Tim McGraw? Oh, he's going to he's gonna say, take I'm girl? taking your girl. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Don't take the girl. He's like, I'm, I'm taking, taking your girl. girl. That's your exactly girls. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we found out earlier in the show, in case you missed it off the record, go, go check it out once we podcast the show, that Jimmy Butler, huge country music fan, and he became a country music fan, ironically. <laughs> uh, that he didn't mean to become a country music fan. He was trying to taunt and troll his teammates, yep. end up liking the music he was trolling them with, and now he's making a country music album. I BS you not. That's right. Crazy. He said he's a writer. He said, yeah. He's uh-oh. a writer. We got to find out who's writing his music, too. Or he's writing it. I think he's writing the music. Oh, man. Jimmy Buller. Well, is he writing the music, music or is he writing the lyrics? Uh, uh, he's probably. definitely, yeah, he's definitely not me. I don't show. know if he's a music guy like that. Yeah. Patrick is the one writing the music. Hey, well, you know what? There's been a lot of, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is getting the, uh, I was he's getting the Chuck Norris treatment lately. He's starting to make those jokes about Jimmy saying his daddy's Michael Jordan and stuff like that. We're going to find uh, out. That's yeah. why we need him to win. And this game, if he, if he, if he goes for 60, uh, has an, an epic, epic performance in this game, I will come tomorrow with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Chuck Norris jokes. I will have them ready to go. All right. We have nothing but Jimmy Butler, Chuck Norris like jokes tomorrow. I like right, it. For Jimmy Butler to, to honor like Jimmy. Because he is a Texan. He definitely is. And I'm saying right now. Tom I, Ball, baby. I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler to go to the finals. I think they are going to go because they were up 3 0. And we know that no team has ever come back from 3 0, but Boston's trying to make it interesting. I'm rooting for Jimmy to make it to the finals. And when he gets to the finals, I'm rooting and I'm picking Miami. I know that Denver's a better team, but it's going to be more fun for me to root for Jimmy and fun if Jimmy actually wins the title because he's going to be 
he's going to be probably some people will call it un- insufferable. Uh, but he's going to be so entertaining. I'm definitely in for the entertainment you value for sure. He trolls people now. Without a ring. Mm-hmm. You imagine when Jimmy Butler gets a ring, how he's going <laughs> to troll the rest of the NBA. He is going to go on an epic troll tour. He's going to troll everybody. and All them players that he oh, ran out of there. He knew, he's got, All the teams he used to be with. Right, He's got beat for like, what, seven, eight players in the league currently? Mm-hmm. Oh, in like Minnesota he hates oh, and Philadelphia he hates. Yeah. He hates teams and He players. hates Tobias Harris. <laughs> that, he's for sure going to troll him because of the fact that every team oh. Tobias Harris was on, they kept him. Instead of Jimmy. And if Jimmy wins, he's going to be feeling himself a lot. So he's probably going to want to perform his country music song. He might do it on one of those late night talk shows. I'm all in for it. That's going to go viral. We'll have some fun with that. I just think he's going to have, he's going to provide us with way more material. He's going to do a duet with Tim McGraw. Oh, Tim McGraw duet. Yeah. That's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I see that happening too. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to dive deeper into the Jimmy Butler, Michael Jordan uh, conspiracy theory. Oh, he, thousand he's going to give us a little something. On that, I'm just—is he gonna do a duet with Michael Jordan? <laughs> that that took, was no. that would set Twitter would break. The Twitter would—he's gonna would, have to do a paternity test. Tw- Twitter would break down if Jimmy Butler and MJ got together. Uh, he did a country song, and then Maury Povich <laughs> read the results. And, yeah, come on, let's make it happen. <laughs> That would be great. Bring Maury Povich out of retirement. Yeah. You are not the father. That's that'd right. Be a, that'd be a great skit, though. I wonder if MJ be down to do the skit. Oh, that's got to be. You can do a skit. You can do a skit. It they ain't even got to. They can Saturday Night Live will do the hey, skit. Saturday Night Live. Hey, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how we get Jimmy Butler on Saturday Night Live. I will tell you how we get Michael to do it. We bet him that he's the father. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> you damn right. Because he will be all in for that oh, bet. Oh, that just hurt my, my stomach a little bit. Actually, Mike, Mike might be over there going, hold up. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play this game. It is funny because it's so true. That is definitely how you do it. I like your suggestion too, though, Harch. Because <laughs> yeah, he definitely would sure. do SNL if he wins. Oh. He's going to be finals MVP if exactly. they win. He's going to go on SNL, and they're going to be looking for material, and they would do the MJ bit. All the way. They would take it from and social media. And they would media. make it more sure. Yeah, and then you know MJ would go on oh, for sure. SNL. See? Okay, guys, we're doing it. We got it. I like it. Set it up. See, this is why Jimmy Butler will be more fun winning as a champion than Jokic. I love Jokic, but come on, Jokic is not going to be fun as a champion. Let's because he is his he's gonna, personality. He's going to take that ring not... and he's going to take that trophy and go right to his crib and start training and working out exactly. again, eating some ice cream or something, <laughs> post a couple of TikTok videos, and yep. that's all we'll get. That's yeah, I'm with that's you. It. It's got to be him. Come on, man. It's, it's got to be, be him, dog. He yeah. was going to go off. I'm with you on that. Come on, it's got to be him. All right, uh, that's what I'm rooting for. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll talk about the Texas legislators. Lawmakers are proposing a new NIL law that will give Texas unprecedented advantages in the new NIL arms race. Uh-huh. We'll discuss it when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 Down the Horn. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
Right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday, and uh, we're playing, we're paying uh, homage, a tribute to one of the uh, great music icons of her day, Tina Turner, who passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 83. Uh, so my man Patrick thought it was appropriate, and we agree uh, to make New Theme Thursday all about a tribute to the icon. Uh, so thanks, my man Patrick, and also happy B-Day to my man Patrick, celebrating his birthday today. So wish him a happy birthday on the Specs text sign, if you please, uh, 512-337-3776. You also can hit him up via Twitter at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Wish him a happy birthday there as well. Uh, you can hit us up, too. I'm at Rod Davis any Twitterverse and my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse okay uh, you guys heard of House Bill 2804 it's the new one right this is a new NIL proposal by Texas legislators an addendum mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, to the bill a part of this bill essentially states <laughs> And like I said, there's a lot of, you know, legalese in here, terminology that's really fancy. But essentially, there's an addendum in the bill that states that the NCAA, the SEC, the Big 12 or any other entity cannot, shall not penalize a Texas university for entering into an NIL deal. Mm. Which basically gives them (laughs) immunity. If there is some rule broken, the NCAA or the Big 12 decides, or we want to go after these Texas institutions for breaking some NIO rule, essentially this new addendum would give them a cover for that. Here's the, uh, the actual language in it. It says, an athletic association, an athletic conference, or any other group or organization with authority over an intercollegiate athletic program at an institution to which this section applies may not enforce a contract term, a rule, a regulation, a standard, or any other requirement that prohibits the institution from participating in the intercollegiate athletics or otherwise penalize the institution or the institution's intercollegiate athletics program for performing, participating in, or allowing an activity required or authorized by this section. Damn! Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cover, guys. (laughs) That's a lot. If you're a lawyer, they give you a lot of uh, room to work (laughs) with all that term all that legalese thrown in there but essentially what they're saying is uh if you are uh an entity in authority in intercollegiate athletics big 12 ncaa they make up some new institution and give them a name and give them a commissioner you can't touch these texas schools yeah for participating in il and no matter in which manner they participate in if they you know break one of your laws for your state that is your state law and you cannot touch them based on the Texas state law. Yeah. This is the thing that it's just wild. kind of that, that that's that's the answer right there. It's wild. It's wild. And it's to the point now where this has become so outlandish and it's not even fun right now. It was fun if you're a Texas school. Your Texas or Texas and M is that's what one thousand percent. But you it's like it. now you're like you're changing the game so much that you're putting this into the law to where nothing can be 
no one can go and look at your records, basically. Right? Isn't that what that's saying? It's basically saying that if they do find some uh, discrepancy, something they deem as uh, outside of the rules, that they basically can't necessarily punish Texas. <laughs> or, or say or any, any other institution, any other institution in, the in, in the state of school. Yeah, based on this new addendum to the, the law. The NCAA cannot. Right? That, they NCAA, can't come in. They 12, can't, yeah, they can't do anything. SEC, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Any, any, yeah, any, uh, yeah, any, <laughs> any, any entity in authority over NCAA rules or any intercollegiate sports would not have authority over these state schools. What they're saying is when it comes to NIL, the state of Texas will have the ultimate authority. That's it. Right. Unless Uncle Sam, all right, and mm-hmm. the and a federal government, they can step in. They do trump state law in this case. Okay. They would. That, that federal law would trump the state law in this case. But there is no federal NIL law. Yep. There gotcha. is not one. And we don't think there's going to be one any anytime soon, but there could be. I mean, I, may, I think they're, right now the NCAA is pushing for Capitol Hill to enact some type of legislation. Yeah. And I believe what they want is, I've read about this, they, they basically want a clearinghouse. The, uh, uh, which was in place before. I know, but we had the NCAA in charge of it, and we don't want the NCAA involved. So basically they want right. a clearinghouse, almost a new Basically, a new organizational structure. Change a couple of numbers or change a couple of Change words the name, yeah. whatever you want yes. to do. Uh, but the NCAA is working hard at lobbying Congress to pass an overarching NIL bill that would supersede the NIL bills on, obviously, state to state. Uh, last week, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, drafted a bill that would establish a parallel organization to the NCAA that would serve as an NIL clearinghouse. Quote, the NIL clearinghouse shall carry out enforcement Actions for any violation of this act, including by levying fines, imposing penalties, including suspension or a permanent ban of an individual or entity from participation in varsity intercollegiate sports competition for a period uh, determined by the NIL clearinghouse and commencing civil action and seeking all appropriate legal, equitable or the relief, including damages and injunctions. Yeah. Uh, So essentially saying they want to establish a new organization that's a clearinghouse that just handles NIL. That's it. Takes that out of the hands of the NCAA. And I believe the NCAA is supporting this idea. Um, but I, I think the states, individual states, they want this loophole. They want this, oh, yeah. these laws to have loopholes, and they want these laws to be as gray as possible because that gives their state universities a lot of power and advantages in the NIL arms race, NIL landscape. So every state is just changing their law to make their laws, the NIL laws, looser so that there's more wiggle room for the universities to be able to you know, make some of these moves and give them freedom in how they operate in the NIL world. So that go they, ahead, yeah. Texas, do it first, and then we're gonna take it and do it in all of our areas as well. Exactly, that's yep. exactly what's gonna happen. Yep. Um, and if Texas does this, and that's exactly what'll go down. And also another part of, I believe, one thing they're also working on with this new bill um, would be a way for. Boosters and donors who are donating to NIL, which would be the Texas One Fund. Mm-hmm. I heard E. Hogan talking about this. It would allow them to accumulate points toward perks, yep. which they, they they do that anyway with uh, Longhorn Foundation. Longhorn Foundation, thank yep. you. They do that anyway with that, but they basically would apply that model to NIL. So if you donate to Texas One Fund and say you want to give money to baseball or yes. volleyball, or whatever, you would now get points. As you know, kind of a Longhorn Foundation member, but as a Longhorn 
don't booster to the NIL, you would get perks as a part of that. So that's also part of the new law and legislation. So, and I believe it's, they say it's going to get, it's going to pass. Yeah. They said it's on Governor Abbott's desk. It's expected to, to quickly land on his desk. And they said it's assumed that it'll pass. Uh, he'll sign it. So. And that, and again, that's mm-hmm. another level of zaniness that will be added to the already confusing situation for most people when it comes to whatever collective that they have at their school. Yeah. Very confusing. The collectives, which are a group of boosters and donors who mm-hmm. are deciding to pool their money. And also there are directives, which are just sugar daddies or sugar mamas, who are just single billionaires, single millionaires who are deciding that they are going to fund NIL and fund some of these NIL uh, uh, these NIL movements, if you will. Um, they're going to fund them on their own. Mm-hmm. So you got directives and you got collectives. Texas has both. And by the way, I've I said for a long time that Texas boosters, they all told me, BMD, shout out to y'all, BMDs, mm-hmm. they all told me that Texas wanted to be the NIL capital of college sports. At the University of Texas, that was their goal. Well, based on the CEO of Open Doors, which is a Nebraska-based company that created an online platform to pay college athletes uh, for promotion, and they, they've been tracking hundreds of millions and hundreds of thousands of transactions mm-hmm. um, and millions of dollars of transactions, I should say, um, they claim... Uh, I believe the guy is Blake Lawrence, who is the president of this company. He said, analyzing the first 20 months of NIL, Texas athletics is number one in the country in our data set. When it comes to NIL compensation for student athletes, Texas has done a tremendous job of preparing for the NIL era. And from day one, have been able to help their athletes make the most of their opportunity. So that's what they want. Yeah, Texas is leading the way. here, And Mm -hmm. don't forget, and not with all the sports you think they would be leading the way with. And we talked about this baseball 10th. On the 40 acres Awful. in NIL revenue generated uh, from sport to sport. Nobody, a blue blood that's 10. Mm-hmm. So maybe that explains why they're two in barbecue, y'all. You need some help. Oh, hey. Just saying they need some help. Run me my money. I'm just saying they need a little help. They do need a little bit uh, of help. Two in barbecue. Maybe they yeah. need y'all to, you know, pony up. <laughs> yeah. straight cash homie. I like that. A Texas Talk baseball. To all right. Uh, well, they all need a little straight cash homie. But uh, there you go. So they are changing the NIL rule. Looks like. Uh, it'll change, I don't know, sometime in 2023. And that's the case. Everybody, as Hart said, will follow that example. And sooner or later, mm-hmm. Uncle Sam, and maybe it's happening as we speak, but I, sooner or later, Uncle Sam's going to have to uh, attack the NIL and For come sure. up with a federal law. Because right now, it is the wild, wild west, and it's just, that's just the way they want it. They want it. This yes. is, the system is operating just as intended. <laughs> like, right. You're like, NIL's a mess. It's crazy. That's exactly what they want. <laughs> they do. They this want is this. exactly and, like, how know, I wanted to And you know play also out. want this? The NCAA. Because yep. the NCAA wants it to be the Wild Wild West so that you, the spectator and fan, complain about it so much and go, man, I miss when the NCAA was in control of all this stuff. The NCAA had it right. We should have never given them mm-hmm. this much freedom and this much money. The free market in college sports, that's insane. That's crazy. Don't go that route. The NCAA, borderline criminal syndicate. Everybody knows it. Even the Supreme Court called them out. Yep. Supreme Court called True. them out and said, man, y'all are y'all are wrong. Y'all are shady. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but they basically said that. Um, fa- Phrasing. Yeah, they, yep. they said that. They, that's, why, that's why the NCAA won't go to court anymore. Yeah. They won't go to court because no court will let them win. Yep. If it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court already told them, bring me more cases about the NCAA, and I will rule against them. Mm-hmm. That's why NCAA is they like hands off. No litigation. They don't want to touch litigation right now. They need Uncle Sam to come to their rescue. And yeah. If Uncle Sam don't come to their rescue, they got no power. They've been, I mean, that, 
right now, I, I think they they are losing power at a at a rapid rate. And at this point, I'm not say they're powerless. But who respects the NCAA? Yeah, it's who getting listens, flipped quick. It's getting flipped quick. That's why everybody, that's why everybody keeps transferring. Usually, NCAA will put a kibosh on transfers. Whoa, 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 son, you need to be approved. They're not approving anybody anymore. Guys, just transferring. Clearinghouse. They just, they just yeah. go where they want to go. How many uh, years you got? I don't know how many. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The NCAA doesn't care anymore because they have no power. They've been usurped. All right, we come back. We'll get into us. We won't. We'll uh, say, uh, <laughs> we'll say goodnight to you guys. We'll wrap it up and put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. One hundred four Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's good. That Pop a top again. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to wrap it up and put it in the oven. We'll let you know what's on tap before we get out of here. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Coming up next, we do have a Longhorn Blitz with my man uh, Jeff, Jeff Howe, Matt Butler, and myself. Uh, so you'll catch that coming up next. And then after that, Incense Serious. With the birthday boy, Patrick Davis. What y'all talking birthday about? Birthday boy. Talking about a lot of NBA, the playoffs, a little NFL, maybe a little fantasy football, things Mo- of that nature. Oh, oh, getting into the fantasy vibe. I it's like that. never too like early that. to talk fantasy football. Uh, all right, so Incensor is coming up at 8 right after Longhorn Blitz. All right, uh, Patrick, uh, sorry, Harch, what's on tap for you? I'm going to watch the basketball game tonight and go ahead and send uh, – them Boston Celtics packing. Yeah. They gone fishing. Yeah, going fishing. Uh, birthday boy, Patrick Davis, what's, what's on tap for you, brother? To go check out my boys, Blackheart Saints. They're opening up for King's X. Nice. So I'm going to go check out that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you to everybody on the text line today for your happy birthday wishes. I really do appreciate it. Hey, what's your cash out? What's my cash app? Yeah, that way, out there? Hit you. that way people hedge you. That way people hedge you up. <laughs> Tell them you had to buy a drink for your boy. I want to get a lot of requests. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, your take cost me money in my bed. <laughs> Send me that money. All right, happy birthday to Patrick. Thank you guys for all the other kind birthday wishes for Patrick and all your participation on this text line. Uh, remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.